0: Welcome to LOL, You're Gay, a gay comedy podcast with Adam Myatt and Lisa Buchanan. Hey, Lisa.
1: Hey, Adam. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you?
0: Not too bad. Not too bad. It's a beautiful Thursday evening.
1: No, it's it's not. It's Tuesday. (laughs) It's Tuesday. You're wishing your life away.
0: That is one thing that is true. That is true. (laughs) I'm wishing it away. The uh, wishes aren't coming true, but, uh, hey.
1: That's, a, that's how linear time works. <laughs> you don't really have control over it. It's a societal construct that we've all agreed to. Yeah.
0: I you... I don't agree anymore. Yeah, well. I'm, I'm getting on the everyday Saturday train.
1: <laughs> oh, if only.
0: I, yeah. I mean, I don't know.
1: Saturday's great. It can be. Yeah.
0: Sometimes you have to, well, it was just the weekend because it's Tuesday. That's right, and it was the holiday weekend, mm-hmm. the long, long weekend. Did you do, did you do anything fun with your with your time?
1: Yes, I went. Uh, it's Canadian Thanksgiving, I guess. We should specify mm. for our American listeners who did not just enjoy a long weekend. To my knowledge, I don't think they have a long weekend now. I don't, have to wait till their November. I don't know Thanksgiving. They also have Veterans Day somewhere in the middle there, where we have Remembrance Day. Anyway, right, going on a tangent about American <laughs> holidays, uh, which I've been known to do. <laughs> um, for that Lisa for Canadian Thanksgiving, I went home to Cape Breton and uh, yeah, just kind of hung out with my family and went on a couple of nice hikes. I went on a 12-kilometer hike near Bedeck, uh, to a waterfall called uh, the Humes River Falls. It's mm. a 60-foot waterfall that I did not know existed,
0: N- neither did I, had
1: not seen it before. <laughs> um, but my mother found out that this guided hike was taking place, and she sent it to me, and I thought, got nothing better to do on a Thanksgiving Sunday but take a four-hour hike with a group of strangers, which would not normally be my idea of a good time. The hike, yes, but the group of strangers, I don't normally hike with strangers. No. I typically go by myself or with a couple of friends, but uh, it was actually helpful to have a guide because uh, it was a place I had never hiked before, Mm -hmm. so it was nice. I haven't
0: hiked in a very long time.
1: I've been trying to hike more than I used to because I do find it's a fun way to see, uh, well, A, nature just in general, but also parts of the province that I haven't necessarily seen before. Right. I'm kind of fascinated by when you are in the woods and, I mean, even when you're on a marked trail, it still seems remarkable to me that at some point in time, somebody was just wandering through the woods potentially aimlessly, <laughs> and came upon a 60-foot waterfall Yeah, in the middle of the woods. And I wonder what that would be like to have that experience. I'll never have that because I don't wander aimlessly in the woods. Um, no, nor do I. But even on a marked trail, when you know that's your destination, it's still quite remarkable to come upon a large waterfall or view or whatever the purpose of the hike is. But, yeah, I was just wondering how, how these things were found other than aimless wandering.
0: And I guess that's it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a uh, geographer. Is that the?
1: <laughs> I said sup- yeah. yeah.
0: They probably know. They, they knew a geographer would know more than I would.
1: Yes. Yeah. But Most of again, these things are probably on a map somewhere. Topographical maps and things like you can see elevations and.
0: Yeah, there's no mystery anymore. I mm. there's no I. I have a hard time convincing myself to travel. Mhm. Um because I can go anywhere on the internet.
1: Yeah, this is true. Um
0: I and- recently for work um was considering ordering some it doesn't matter it's really boring. It does make it <laughs> makes no difference. I was ordering something from America. Okay. And um I looked up the address of the place it was cuz I it, it, I don't know why. I was looking up the address of the place. Yeah. Um, they're based in Kansas. Yes. And um, so I dropped the Google man, the, yes. Google, the Google Street View guy, mm-hmm. um, at the address. And it was just this like bleak, Midwestern <laughs> street. Was with there like
1: a tumbleweed on the Street View?
0: Probably. I mean, maybe the camera <laughs> didn't catch it, but there was definitely some around. And the... <laughs> The building didn't have a sign on it. Aww. I went, so I like I go for walks sometimes on Google Maps. Yeah, I do that and, too, which is one of my favorite things. I love just dropping the guy in the middle of the America. I don't know what it is, but like the Midwest and fascinating walks for me. But I love dropping the the guy in the Midwest, and I drop him there, and I go around the corner, and there's like closed gas stations and like Budweiser signs oh. that are like crooked, and it was just like. Really bleak. So like I'm definitely gonna order from this company and try to like send some money to this little town. Trump's America. Oh my god, it's bleak. Bleak bleak. Yeah. But also I kinda love the Midwest. So Hmm. never been, but I feel like I'd fit right in. (laughs) Um (laughs) I've never
1: tried that, just taking the Google guy and dropping it at random somewhere.
0: Oh, it's great. And
1: wandering around. I've mostly done it for places I've I'm either travelling to so that I can See where I'm going, mm. or places I visited and want to return to. Right, at least to remind myself of, like, oh, where was that restaurant? And I know it was near this other thing. And then I'll wander around with right. the street view a little bit.
0: Yeah, I love just dropping it somewhere and just going for a little walk. Mm. Um, you see some, you see some really interesting things.
1: I like looking for people who are uh, falling.
0: Have you ever seen
1: anybody falling? (laughs) I
0: don't. I don't think I've seen anybody falling, but I've seen some like strange.
1: Oh yeah, you can see some weird things. I saw the first time I saw somebody falling on Google Street View was when I looked for Liz Lemon's apartment from Thirty Rock, (laughs) because you can see the address and it's obviously on Riverside Drive. You can you can just tell. There's like the buildings are like that, and so I looked up her address. I don't even think I was traveling to New York. Maybe I was, and that I wanted to see. where it was approximately, anyway, uh, I looked at the street view and there was a guy falling off his skateboard on the street view, <laughs> and I wish I had taken a screen grab of it because they've since updated right. the maps, of course, and the pictures are all different. But
0: uh, I definitely like I, I I like to compose some nice images when I'm when I'm doing street view and take a little screenshot and I oh, do remember.
1: So you have f- photo albums of your virtual yeah. travels.
0: It's it's one of the many. Well, it I it, maybe maybe kind of ties into what we were thinking about talking about today, which is one of my many weird little collections of mm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have bogged down I've definitely bogged my computer down with the amount of files and the amount of uh, screenshots of weird things I found at Google Maps. <laughs> um, there's, the, the the amount of files that I would have isn't a, a, a an amount that's like that makes that that's reasonable. you know it's it's not yeah. that amount. Um, I don't know how many it it's is. More it's more than that. Yeah, it's definitely more. <laughs> it's definitely more than a reasonable amount. Um, but you know, it's maybe, uh, maybe it'll be my art practice one day if I decide to, uh, yeah, to take that on.
1: I'm sure you'll find some use for these things. And this <laughs> is the nature of a hoarder's mind. The uh, <laughs> I'll find a use for it someday. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The last episode, you. You remember better what we were, how we were kind of getting. Yeah, we were
1: talking about storage wars on your laugh of the week, right? Right. And the beanie babies, right? (laughs) And then my story about my family's collection, Mm -hmm. and yeah, that got us talking about our mutual affinity for stuff. Stuff. Despite a sort of cultural shift toward minimalism and Mm -hmm. not having quite so much stuff in our lives. Uh, and I feel very much pulled in two directions. Yeah. As a result of that, because I have the uh, inclination of a collector. Um, but I get the desire to have less, even yeah. just on an environmental level, to consume less.
0: Yeah. No, I'm definitely the same boat. I'm just kind of like, I, my whole life, I've been like definitely hoardy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I. Uh like we, we we kind of talked about last episode, like I didn't like like really using my things. I like just having my things and keeping them really pristine. Yes. Um but that is kind of transcended into those things naturally breaking down and just having a bunch of stuff that's kind of old and crappy. Yeah. And uh I can't remember why I even have it. <laughs> and but I'm like, I know I had a re, a re- use for this at some point. Mm-hmm. Um yeah
1: my my tendency is toward um well pop culture related col- when it comes to proper collecting of things mm-hmm. i have some pop culture related collections um but i also just have this reluctance to get rid of things like old papers
0: oh yeah i've never thrown paper I, away in my life
1: <laughs> and my father doesn't throw away paper yeah so i i have inherited that from him Um, but also clothes, I'm trying desperately to Mm -hmm. get rid of some clothes that I don't wear. Yeah. Because I do kind of believe in this rule, or I think it's a good practice anyway, to go through your clothes, and if you haven't worn something in a certain length of time, like a year tends to be the one that people go for, Mm -hmm. you should get rid of that item of clothing. So I did that, and now I just have a bag full of clothes... (laughs) And then another pile of clothes, yet to find a bag, <laughs> that are just sitting there. Because I was trying to not acquire more. I was trying to avoid buying more hangers. <laughs> <laughs> or I thought that that would be a good way to get rid of some clothes right. and or not buy more new clothes. Right. So I don't shop for clothing all that often compared to a lot of people, I don't think. Yeah. But I tried to do this one in and one out policy. And... I got rid of more than I acquired, but uh, now I've got these heaps of clothes and I'm torn as to how to get rid of them. Like, should I just bring them to the store that is popular that resells things Mm -hmm. where you can just drop things off or donate them somewhere? And then they're just going to take them to that place and get a little bit of money for it. Some of it might be useful, so I feel like I should take it somewhere where they will give the clothes away rather than make a profit off it. And that involves sorting all of right. the clothes I don't want anymore, and that's time-consuming. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to be stuck with this pile of clothes for several months I- before I can turn my <laughs> mind to that.
0: I wonder, I wonder what would happen if everybody on one day got rid of that pile. Cause everyone has that pile of clothes. Mm. Everyone has a pile of clothes. that's just like sitting there mm-hmm. that you don't wear. That you're like, I don't know what to do with it. And I've been the same boat. I'm like, Oh, like some of this stuff's really nice. Like I'd, I'd rather someone just like have yeah. it or like I can, I'll, maybe I'll take it to a consignment shop and yeah. like have a few things there. But the reality is it'll just continue to sit in this pile until I eventually move and put it in a tote and then take it to, move it to where I move next. Going. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of like I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm kind of lost with um my clothes. Cuz I also like yeah. don't like 99% of my clothes cuz I don't feel like they fit me very well mm. and also like I I don't have a lot of cash floating around so I usually buy cheap clothes mm-hmm. that only last a certain amount of time but I never get rid of them. And so I have all <laughs> these clothes that are just like old and terrible. Yeah. And and then sometimes like I don't have any so like I'll have like I just realized I didn't have any pants I had no pants, I had one oh, pair dear. of dress pants. All my jeans had like worn out in the oh, winter, no. and then they all had big holes in the crotch. And mm-hmm. then um the summer came, and I was like, only wear shorts in the summertime. Yes. And then recently, I was like, oh, I want pants again, and I dug around. There was no pants left because oh, they were my. all split, and I get rid of them. So I had to order like more pants. It's just been it's been a long week. <laughs> I know it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's, it's Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, the pants the pants thing. I don't know. And
1: what that's to do. the hardest thing to buy.
0: Oh. Is it not? Who it's wants? Pants, and right? my pants, not to go on a tangent about pants. Go for it. Um, but apparently they're being discontinued. Oh, and they're the only no. pants that I can ever find that are of good price, that fit me. Thanks, Blue Nose. Oh, Notes. that's the worst. So if Blue Nose is listening, um, and you're still on the fence about deleting, and by deleting, I mean discontinuing, the chase skinny leg denim pant please don't i need pants i don't know what else to do yeah so this is my message to them
1: you'll have to hoard them
0: well this is the thing you i bought up several as pairs many as you can find yeah but yeah. then it just it feeds back into the problem this is you true <laughs> yeah and i have the same thing with you like i don't get rid of paper like mm-hmm. i have like just receipts from like a coffee I got when I was 19. Like, oh, no! and it's not that I'm like that attached to that. It just like, it just gets in a giant pile of things that I'm like, Oh, I'll sort through that one day. Yeah. And then I just never do. Yeah. And so I don't, <laughs> I've always had, a, I, I, I think the, one of the things for me is like, I've always had a thing, a problem with things because like for me um, growing up, like, physical things often represented like emotional they were like a physical manifestation of emotion mm. and what like what I mean is basically like instead of someone telling you that they're they, they're proud of you or they love you or whatever it's typically more of like a here's a thing
1: oh I see and this is the love language theory right yeah the, I don't I I don't know much about <laughs> I have it no idea yeah some people are gift givers or right. gift receive receivers or who uh interpret an expression of love platonic or romantic or whatever Mm -hmm. through different actions right some people are tactile some people are gift people some people are action people they'll do a thing for you right but when there's a disconnect between two people in terms of how they prefer to be communicated with it can get tricky yeah
0: yeah so I, so for me like I had a hard like until pretty recently I had a hard time kind of like recognizing that mm. or recognizing like why I had so much stuff mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of it's to do with like if I, I feel like a lot of times if I'm like throwing an item away I'm like throwing away that like emotional connection or whatever that is like I feel like it's one and the same Yeah, and it has been like it's been good for me to kind of like tease those things apart in the last little while but it's still like so hard yeah to do that um yeah i don't know
1: yeah especially when something was a gift from somebody yeah it can be really hard to get rid of something
0: yeah i don't know how even
1: if you don't like the thing
0: yeah no that i liking it is basically irrelevant yeah <laughs> a lot of the time
1: i had a um you're probably familiar with the phrase, live, laugh, love.
0: I've heard it once or twice. Yeah. yeah.
1: So my friends and I have a kind of running joke about how much one friend in particular loathes <laughs> not just live, laugh, love, but right. that whole... Uh, just
0: inspiration. Yeah, yeah.
1: Especially on decorative home home decor items.
0: Decorative inspiration. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I had received a decorative plate... <laughs> uh, not like a dinner plate, like it was a rectangular sort of plate, and it was just meant to be hung or put on a stand somewhere, and it said "Live, Laugh, Love." And I had it up for a little while for lack of anything else, t- decor-wise, and right. then uh, after much, and got to the point where I, like I didn't even see it anymore. You know, when something's on your wall or your dresser, you just yeah. it's there forever, and then you, your brain doesn't even recognize it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when my friends were joking about it. I was like, oh yeah, I got, I have to get rid of that live, laugh, love, love thing. Like it's really, uh, it's not me. Right. It's just there to take up an empty space right. on my dresser. Um, so I mentioned it to my mother that I was getting rid of it. I it be asked her if she wanted it or something or knew anybody who would want it. Uh, Cause again, like I can't, I don't want to put it in the landfill because right. environmentalist in me is uh, active. And, my mother's response, and I had had the same thought, but I had to overcome it. Was, oh, but didn't you know my aunt and uncle gave this to you, and you know they're not around anymore. I like, yeah, I know, but it's still a live, laugh, love plate, <laughs> and I love them very much. But a, we both know that they don't know that I'm throwing this plate away. No, and I think they'd be okay, even if they did. I don't. I think they'd forgive me. Likely. So. Uh, the plate is now uh, in the bag with the clothes, waiting to be donated somewhere right. because somebody wants a live, laugh, love plate. It might help somebody get through the day. It's not that I don't think those three concepts are important.
0: No, and this is the thing with all of that stuff. It makes me feel bad. Yeah. Because it's like I don't disagree.
1: I, yeah, I don't disagree. I,
0: fundamentally, I yeah, live. Most days I feel like it. Laugh. I love laugh. It's my favorite thing.
1: Yeah. Love. Sure. Loving's good. It's yeah. nice. Sometimes there are adverbs placed after them, and there were there was in this instance too. It was like live, right. live fully, laugh often, or something like that, and love. <laughs> like wildly, uh, I don't remember <laughs> what the adverbs were, but it was like a specific way or frequency at which you should be doing these things. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like I didn't need the constant reminder. The I do have some word art, though, that I'm quite fond of and proud of, which right. was that I acquired it a couple of years ago. I was uh, bored one Friday or Saturday night at home alone and thought, I wonder if there's any Dolly Parton pop art available on the Internet.
0: Right.
1: Sure enough, there is.
0: Oh, I, yes.
1: So I bought on Etsy from uh, a, an artist, an independent artist, a... Uh, Dolly Parton word art but it has an image along with it so it's like the silhouette of Dolly Parton's hair surrounded by what I would describe as sort of stencil style coffee pots and percolators and mugs and Mm -hmm. things like that and it says underneath in a nice font Dolly wants you to pour yourself a cup of ambition.
0: I love that. I'm familiar with this. Uh, with this, print. Yes, you've seen it in I, my it's, place. I, I adore it.
1: And it's getting it. I will admit it is getting to the point where I don't. Uh, my brain doesn't consciously absorb that thing every day because it's been hanging on my wall for a long time mm-hmm. at this point. But I do see it regularly. And even though it's word art, it is highly specific <laughs> to Dolly Parton. And yeah. I also think that it is something that I need to be reminded of because I am in. As I've gotten older, I think I've become less ambitious. Right. And using ambition in a positive way, not in a like, uh, I'm going to like murder the king sort of (laughs) a (laughs) way.
0: I hadn't really ever thought of it that way. I
1: always think of it that way because when I was in high school, we had a substitute teacher in my IB English class. And we were reading something from Shakespeare. I can't remember what year it was. So it was either Caesar or Hamlet or Macbeth.
0: Probably Caesar. Hate that one.
1: Caesar was grade 10. I think it was Hamlet. Anyway, the, the it would apply to all of these three plays. The The teacher, who was not our usual teacher, had us do this exercise where we were given a uh, this, a word, a noun, or an adjective, and had to – I don't know if we were supposed to act it out or what exactly the activity was, but this guy in my class – he was one of the first students to to go in this activity and he was given ambition hmm. and he was it was an ib class so we were all a little bit weird <laughs> <What> <laughs> too smart too smart for our own good uh, in in high school and this classmate said to the teacher the only thing i can think to do for ambition is to get up stab you and take your seat
0: <laughs> uh <laughs>
1: So that's what I always think of it as right. being ambition is like... And it's often, in the context of Shakespeare's world, a negative right. thing. Uh, but in Dolly Parton's world uh, of 9 to 5 and uh, <laughs> the women's rights movement of the 1970s, it's a positive attribute that I need to be reminded to exhibit sometimes.
0: I never know what to do with that stuff. Like It's just... I basically have a I have a cardboard box at home that like is just that stuff. I'm like, what do I what do I do? Can't yeah. get rid of it. Yeah. Can't keep it. Goes in the box. Goes in the shelf. <laughs> Try to forget about it. <laughs> basically. And once a year, I want I want to like feel down on myself, and I open the box up and take a peek in and say, Nope, can't do that today. And then close <laughs> it back up and put it back on the shelf. <laughs> I the the box actually originated, and I guess that collection. Uh, in itself that kind of like stuff thing that's like this category of like just like emotional things that mm. I can't I just need to go away but I don't want to get rid of yeah um that came out of um you marry Kondo oh yeah the, yeah my sister got
1: that book for Christmas
0: yeah it's actually great yeah um, <laughs> and I, I it's me saying that mm-hmm. uh so it's probably okay <laughs> um, not that I'm like some great knower of things, but like if I'm if my cynical, skeptical thing, if it worked for me, it would probably work for other people. Yes, I think it for me it was like a it's basically a system of getting rid of stuff. It's some yes, yeah, it's it's something
1: tidying the art of tidying
0: up. I think it's life changing magic of tidying up. Of course, magic and, is in there. And my friend who is like a huge, 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 huge. Um, organize, like loves a new organizer, loves mm. to figure out a new way to do something. Was like, I heard about this thing, been doing it, it's been really working out. Um, and As you go by category through your house, so if mm. you like, you go through your pens and you get every pen in every room together, and you pick the pens that you love, right? The, and then the then ones that else, bring you joy. The ones that, that bring the you phrase, joy. Right? That's true. Yes. And then everything else you get rid of, and you do that for all these categories. But the one thing is there's an a, there's a additional category that's um, – I can't remember what they're called, but it's basically these, like, emotional things. Yes. And it's basically if the decision is hampered – is hampered the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Okay. Probably. I'm just, like, if you're putting the emotion in a hamper, um, is that <laughs> if, if the decision to keep or not um, is hampered by, like, a more complicated emotional – thing with this thing. yeah. That's a separate category of item. And so all of those ah. things, even if you had a pen that was like, made you feel weird, you just put it in that right. box. And that's the last box you do. Oh. And so you do all these other categories. You get really good at getting rid of stuff. And mm. then you just plow through this box. That's the theory. I was moving. I didn't get around to doing all the categories. So I didn't get to the box. So the box made itself. Um, <laughs> but one day, I'm sure I'll get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to finish doing, I want to finish, I want to do Mary Proud. Yeah, and... I'd like to,
1: like I said, my sister got that book for Christmas, so I'd like to borrow it from her. I think she's in the process of it. Right. Um,
0: you kind of always.
1: Yeah, and I've read <laughs> books along the same lines before, of like mm-hmm. how to how to just cull stuff from your living space. And I always struggle with them because it's time consuming if you have yeah. too much stuff. And also, you have some uh, tendencies toward nostalgia, yeah, which I do very Big much. Time. Yeah, um, it makes it really difficult to part with anything. Like I feel like mm-hmm. it's not strong emotional connections necessarily, but just like because of people who have died or anything like yeah. that. It's it's mostly just oh, this makes me have a feeling that I had in the past. Yeah, yeah, and I Absolutely. like that feeling. Yeah. Or maybe I don't even like that feeling. Like maybe I'm not ready to talk about that feeling. Yeah. So I'm just going to put it in this box <laughs> yeah, yeah. with this other thing yeah. that makes me kind of upset. Yeah. And when I'm feeling upset, I'll go I'll look at the it box, yeah. and feel more upset.
0: <laughs> yeah, with, with those feelings, it's like it's not even necessarily a, that something makes you feel good. It's just that something makes you feel uh, something you're used to feeling. Mm. And that's what's so strange to me. And I think that a lot of people kind of get in that loop of like, they don't feel good. They just aren't feeling anything different. Mm. They're just like scared of feeling different than they currently do, which could be actually feeling good because you probably feel not so good. Like, right? It's just really strange to me. But it, it's what you're what you're used to. And I'm like the I'm the biggest. I'm the worst at that. I'm like constantly whatever's the most comfortable thing. I tend to try to just do that because, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I also have this tendency with. Uh, With electronic stuff. I feel like we talked about this on a very early episode of the podcast where I have saved more emails than is necessary (laughs) and stuff that I probably on some emotional level should dispose of Mm -hmm. because I should not have access to some of these emails (laughs) just for my own mental health. Yeah. But I have them, and I don't know why I keep uh, – I was even the same with – when I was in junior high, my friends and I would pass notes right. between classes and stuff back in the day when you, like, still wrote on pen and paper and could fold things up into funny shapes. And right. that was how you communicated with your friends at school because you didn't have a cell phone. It was the 90s. <laughs> wild, wild times. Um and I don't know where those notes ended up because my parents moved and they probably did get thrown away. But I hung on to them forever because I just thought, well, this is like, if I've not been diligent in keeping a journal, which I have not been, I'm at least going to have these emails or notes or yeah. whatever it is, my agenda books, as some record of my life at a particular moment in time. Yeah. And either I can go back and look at that or maybe, I don't know who the heck in the future would have any interest, <laughs> but... You know, everybody wants to have something, yeah, as a sort of archive of their life. Well, and inter- that's what I feel like that stuff is for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's really interesting you say that because it makes me kind of think about like maybe how like being queer and being remembered mm. kind of intersect. And I don't want to get too like
1: <laughs> <is> very philosophical, <laughs> but like,
0: but it, but it's true because like we don't have the same kind of like. We just don't, we, we just have a different, we leave different things behind, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously queer people have kids, but like not everyone has kids. Or like a lot of us don't. A lot of us we'll don't. Go, yeah. We'll say that. It's
1: still accurate, yeah.
0: And, and it's obviously not to say that your kids are your only, you know, thing, legacy, your only thing you can leave yeah. behind, but it's like a really easy way to leave something behind. Mm-hmm. Um, for better or for worse. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so I think for me, it's like I've always had this like weird thing um where i think about like family trees and like my family tree and how i'm kind of this mm-hmm. like weird like dead limb kind of thing you know what i mean like i'm just kind of like dangling on a tree and nothing's else going to happen afterwards right and so I, I feel like i have to kind of maybe like zhuzh myself up <laughs> to kind of be like you know the big finale of this branch oh interesting um and and that's totally what it is like i, try, yeah. I like i keep those things that are like a record of me being here because like it's one of the things i always like really freak out about is like just being like eventually forgotten and dissipated and i know mm. some people that's very comforting for them like i talk to my partner about this stuff all the time and he's like oh it's the most comforting thing in the world oh wow and i i could not feel more differently about it
1: yeah no Be- i feel similarly <laughs> to you like
0: i just i just want uh, everyone to remember me forever yeah um
1: when i'm the i've been on a a bad uh, dry spell with keeping my journal the last number of months, but I was doing okay for a while there. And even when I was in high school and writing a journal, I always have in the back of my mind, I'm going to write my memoirs. Right. I need to make (laughs) some sort of document to remind myself. What you did. What I was up to and what I was thinking. Because, you know, your perception of what you're doing changes as you age and uh, time passes and I don't know. Why would I write memoirs? I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Lots of people write memoirs,
1: just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. Something to do my unpublished memoir,
0: self-published.
1: Self-published. Yes, I suppose that's a Google Doc. Like it's, a it. It pains me that I know I put stuff up online, in like a live journal mm-hmm. or on a website, and that that stuff is gone. Yeah. Oh, when I think about the whenever the <laughs> i was at work every once in a while because I work most closely uh with people who are very close in age to me like within we're all within like four years of each other um and the subject of oh do you remember angelfire.com will come up it was like a domain where you could buy a sub page and set right. up a free website right in the 90s there were geocities was another popular one right um and i know I had at least one Angel Fire site. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the URL. I don't know that I have record of it anywhere. And it was probably just a bunch of pictures from Buffy the Vampire Slayer anyway. (laughs) But I had websites all through high school that I would set up. And most of that stuff, I had some of the files on my computer, but a lot of it is gone. Yeah. And I think I found my live journal not that long ago, actually, and there was not a lot in it. but. I don't know. It just irritates me when stuff gets lost like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I hate that. And like, like that's, that's why I always end up needing like to purchase new computers is that I just like, I can't delete files. Like I can't, I just, I can't get rid of anything. <laughs> yeah. Like I just have so many old word documents from like, like draft versions of mm-hmm. essays from unit from like second year university. Phil's phil- ph- I can't even say the subject philosophy classes. Yeah. I will never look at those again.
1: Well, you might. If, if yeah, like I might me, look, I might look at those. So, here's the thing with me and this organ. I am also somebody who likes to, or I see this, this distinction that often doesn't get drawn between uh, a, taking pleasure in organizing mm-hmm. versus minimalism. You can be organized and have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I love organizing. Like the pleasure it brings me to alphabetize. A stack of books or CDs or whatever is there. Oh, I can't even begin. <laughs> I just love it. So I have that uh, predilection <laughs> to to f- file things and, and organize yeah. them. So I will, as a procrastination tool or just when I am bored, I will go on my computer and just for fun. <laughs> to me, it's a fun way to pass a <laughs> Friday night is to organize files on my computer right. that have not been properly filed or go through old stuff and see, like, is there anything I really could get rid of? And usually the answer is no, and I just end up reading old stuff. Right. Essay, Like you say, university essays, I'll read them and think, I have absolutely no recollec- recollection of having written this. If somebody had presented it to me, I would have said, I did not compose <laughs> <did not> <laughs> this document because it was written on a deadline, Yeah, and I was frantic.
0: Oh, the same. Like, I... Well, like I'll periodically go back and read chunks of my honors thesis from my undergrad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> but to read it now, I'm like I, I don't know. I don't know what is going on.
1: Yeah. I I have yeah, similar experiences. Like most of the time I read this stuff and think, "Oh yeah, that I get that. This is a good argument." But I don't remember having that thought process. Right. Where I came up with that thesis statement. Yeah.
0: I know. I guess I just also like I spent so much time thinking about that stuff and not thinking about the stuff that I think about now. Mm. And what I think about now is just like nonsense. Basically, (laughs) I've just like devoted myself to a lifetime of nonsense. Um, This being one of those things. Um, And I use nonsense in the in the the nicest way. I love nonsense. Um, It's one of my favorite things. And so I guess my mind frame has just shifted so much from my academic years Mm. um, that I just like I don't know. And so I I just I hang onto that stuff basically to prove to myself maybe that I like did it or could do it at one time.
1: I worry too, and this is the uh, the archivist in me, um, which I think is related to this collector tendency, is mm-hmm. to want an, ar- an archive of my life and the I don't know the world I live in. Um, is I it causes me stress when I think about how much digital stuff everybody has Mm -hmm. and that is going to be difficult for people to access once those people are gone. Right. So whether it's your email account or all your photos, like I can access all the photographs my grandmother had because they're printed Mm -hmm. and in a box somewhere or in photo albums. Mm -hmm. But we don't print our photos anymore. So what are the people gonna do? How are they gonna get at our photos, children or otherwise? Right. I just it I don't it gives me anxiety, <laughs> which is not not good.
0: I've never been a big fan of like the cloud.
1: Yeah, because it it's worries like worries me.
0: It's <laughs> I like to keep my stuff. It's I think it's mostly because I don't like giving my stuff away, and so the mm, cloud is taking yeah. taking my things. Yeah, and so I had I was a hard sell. On the cloud. Um,
1: I'm still not sold. Like I, I definitely, yeah. pay, I do pay for it, but I am not same on a philosophical level right. not sold yeah. on the cloud.
0: No, I'm the same way because like, you know, like I grew up um, being really, I, I used to do a lot of photography when I was younger mm-hmm. and um, I, I just always used film. I loved film mm. and I did like black and white photography when I was in university and like I was like big analog, a- down with digital, like yeah. I hated it. And you know, you grow and also things become inaccessible. Like there just was nowhere to have film anymore. So you just yeah. had no option. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. The the whole
1: I, I definitely know. I have in my mind that someday or I need to come up with a plan where because I'm I'm having difficulty with stuff being on the cloud. But also being on my computer at the same time, but I can't tell. I want it to be saved to my hard drive. Yeah. I need to clear space on my cloud area. Because <laughs> it's starting to get full up. But it, they've made it, they. The cloud. I'll tell you which they. <laughs> they have made it difficult for me to tell when I have downloaded a photo from the cloud. mm onto my computer so that it will not go away if the cloud ever turns into rain and right. disappears. <laughs> cloud is weird like ugh. so I feel like I need to go have a plan to go back months and months. Yeah. and down actively download everything.
0: I feel like I need to get like a pile of floppy disks and a drive somehow. And make it these take...
1: last do still last longer than a floppy disk.
0: Right, okay. I was also gonna say like one iPhone photo probably would take fifteen floppy disks. Probably. Like,
1: Especially if it's one of those live ones. Oh. They oh. take up so much space. But when I was on this nice hike on the weekend, <laughs> the fellow who was the the guide on the hike. Noticed or asked me what kind of phone I was using. Hmm. I was using a much older iPhone than he uh, expected I was using, but it still works with the updates. Um, when you do the live photo, hmm. which I don't tend to do because it is like taking a tiny video and then take up way too much space.
0: <laughs> right.
1: um, but there's this feature on it that when you take a live photo, you can then go and there's a uh, essentially a filter on it that you that you can do called long exposure. And I don't know what that means in actual photography terms, yeah. but it made this waterfall look like a painting. Right. It was like it combined, it was different from the high dynamic range, which is yeah. different exposures put together. This was like, it took all of the photos from that live photo and overlaid them. Yeah. And it made it look really cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, a long exposure is all just basically just the shutters open for a, a, oh, okay. a period of time like when you're talking like film cameras yeah um, that's the
1: effect they're getting by yeah. overlaying I think these shots from the live photo huh
0: I didn't know that was a thing
1: I didn't either but it I mean it's not useful for everything but it does right. when, if you've got something like a waterfall that's moving or whatever it, it does look pretty cool
0: Well maybe we should just take all our stuff <laughs> Here, this is my idea I said maybe and I, init- I immediately was like bad idea Uh <laughs> But we're doing it. My idea was, let's just take all our, our clothes up to the waterfall and, and send them off the waterfall. But then that's that's bad. That's yeah. littering. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just littering. That's like, that's yeah. dumping. It's, 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 it's illegal beyond.
1: dumping in uh, a natural resource.
0: Speaking of which, one of my favorite things as a kid was no dumping signs. I just, <laughs> I, it just really, it really amused me. Yeah. But... Yeah. Stuff.
1: Stuff. I don't know. I've got so much of it, and I do like most of it. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. That's the story of stuff. i I got
0: so much stuff, and I like most of it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But here's the thing. Now I've even got broken stuff
0: that I should get
1: rid of. But I, I, the environment part of me is like, I don't know how to properly get rid of this. I have, a play, I have one of those PlayStation 2s, but the second generation one where it's kind of slim-sized. Right. And I didn't use the thing for so long that it is jammed up and it won't read a disc anymore. And I don't think it's repairable, but I haven't consulted an expert if there is such a thing. You have to or get time machine first. value in repairing a PlayStation 2 for the five games that I have. Right. I just want to play this one game. Which is? It's called Gun. It's a first-person Western <laughs> shooter.
0: <laughs> what are we going to call this game?
1: Yeah. Oh, Gun. Gun. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, having broken stuff is irritating. My, I was home on the weekend and tried to use a DVD player that my parents have in one of their—they have two TVs, one, and we had to go to one of them to be quieter while my sister was in bed. And the DVD player was broken from lack of use. Right. Um. It seems to be a thing with DVD players, whereas atrophy. I have... It is. I think it is atrophy. I have a DVD-VCR combo at my own place, and the DVD player is broken, but the VCR still works. Good thing, because I, which this will not come as a surprise given this conversation, still have a lot of VHS tapes that yeah. I like to watch. Me too. <laughs> and really should digitize because they're getting a little warbly. I was, watching, yeah. uh, I was watching one. I have three tapes that are all just compilations of Saturday Night Live sketches from the late 90s and early 2000s. Right. It's a gold goldmine. Um, <laughs> but because I would record, I had a system in my room where I had two VCRs in high school, and I would rig them up so that I would record the full episode Right. because I wasn't allowed to stay up that late. And then I would take just the sketches I wanted to keep so I would copy right. them from one VHS onto another VHS, which degrades the quality to begin with. Mm-hmm. And now they're 20-year-old <laughs> VHS tapes. I guess that was obvious I said the 90s. Um, I didn't have to mumble or hide my age. Um, but they're getting, like...
0: Warbly. Warbly. That's yeah. the only
1: word I can come up with. Yeah. Um, but I love some of these sketches so much uh, that I want to preserve them. Yeah. So I need to find a way to...
0: I... No, there's a cassette out there somewhere that has Siegfried and Roy special in Las Vegas. Oh, my God. Taped off the TV. Mm -hmm. My grandparents had a tape. We watched it all the time. And... I like, even know the commercials in it. Like, it's like, it's, yeah, and I know it's around like somewhere. I know it's in some drawer or some something, and mm-hmm. I can't find it. Oh. And I'm like, I've been searching, and I want nothing more than to find it. But then there's things that you're like, I'm sure there's this thing. I was, uh, I was at my parents' house recently, and um, I was sure that I had squirreled away mm-hmm. several Orbitz bottles. Yes. You know Orbitz? Yeah. The, like, drink from the 90s?
1: yeah. I was thinking about it just the other day. About well, I, how I don't think I ever drank it.
0: It's was sick. It okay. was like thick.
1: Maybe I wasn't missing out on anything, but I feel no. like I missed out. Right. <laughs> I'm having I mean, retroactive I, FOMO about orbits.
0: Yeah, I wish I mean I wish you had had one just to try it. Yeah. There's actually a really interesting podcast on Oh, I'm forgetting what the podcast is, but they do a whole episode on orbits. Oh. Um I think it's a CBC podcast. I I can't remember, but huh. if you if you look up orbits podcast, I'm sure you can find it. Um, <laughs> but they basically like explain the whole thing, mm. and I didn't realize orbits was part of um, clearly Canadian, which I was also a big <gasps> oh. fan of.
1: That's still available. Where do you where? Well, it's hard to come by, but it does still. It they've kind of because 90s nostalgia is a huge thing. They've right. actually seen more demand for it. And right. actively producing it more yeah, now. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any on the shelves here. Right. But yeah, similarly, lo- we'll look it up online. And yeah. I, I didn't know they were connected either.
0: Yeah, so that podcast that I mentioned earlier was called, uh, the podcast itself is called The Fridge Light. It's a CBC podcast. And the episode is called Billion Dollar Baby, The Rise and Fall of Orbits. And it's this whole episode about this drink. And it's a really great, I would go rec- I would go I, listen to it.
1: I'm going to listen to it on my way home.
0: Uh, it's very good. Um, but it's such an interesting story because they talk about, um, you know, why they developed this like weird, um, thick, chunky drink thing. Gravity
1: defying. that
0: That became this like, <laughs> Cultural phenomenon Mm -hmm. that they didn't—they kind of didn't expect. Anyway, Mm. it's a really interesting podcast, but I—I only bring it up to say that you know our perception of like what we even have when we're so bogged down with stuff, because like there are so many things that I like think that I have around Mm. somewhere, but I can never find. Uh, And I went hunting for these orbits bottles because I had just listened to this podcast and I was like, oh my god, I wish I could find those. I'd use them. I'd put some carnations in them at home. And I went and looked, and what I remembered as Orbit's bottles were actually uh, Snapple and Sobe, oh. is that how you pronounce oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. With, With the, the lizard gecko on it? lizard thing, Gecko yes. thing?
1: Yeah. That was, was a little bit later in time, to my yeah. recollection. It though. was those, and it was yeah.
0: wildly disappointing.
1: That is disappointing. <sighs> but. But clearly Canadian, we should investigate, because that stuff was delicious, and, and it is still in existence.
0: And I guess it's a good point, good time to bring up. We're still uh, open to sponsorship,
1: indeed. Of
0: uh, this podcast, so if clearly Canadian is listening, a and b, is interested in sponsoring a podcast. Uh, this podcast would happily be sponsored by clearly Canadian,
1: indeed. The blackberry one is particularly oh. delicious.
0: Oh. oh, we're only sponsored by I'd the blackberry order a one. <laughs> case of that stuff. So before we go, we're just going to give you a quick little laugh of the week from this week
1: i'm gonna look mine up so that i have the names of the people who Great. i was going to talk about
0: i uh i can I'll, i can mention mine um i was in toronto uh a couple weeks ago for i guess not laugh of this current week but it's tuesday as we've established <laughs> um i was in toronto recently um uh with a uh, friend Lindsay, our friend and uh been on the show two-time guest two-time guest that's what i was trying to say (laughs) and um, not that
1: she's a two-timing person that's not my implication no we'll she's been here two times yes
0: exactly (laughs) um so yeah we went to toronto to see um comedy fest and we saw a ton of really good stuff um one of the highlights for me was someone who i wasn't really familiar with um but kind of fell in love with their comedy over the week, um, and her name is Robbie Hoffman. She's this lesbian Jewish comedian from based for, originally from Brooklyn, has lived in Montreal and Toronto, and now lives in L.A. She was so funny. I Like, it was just un... She's just one of those people that is just, like, so funny you can't believe it's happening. Mm. Like, you just can't believe that any one person is this funny. She had, like, I can't even... I won't even bother trying to describe... Her, her stuff, like I would really just say go check it out. Go look up some – there's some good um, videos on YouTube. Uh, her name's Robbie Hoffman again in case you missed it the first time. <laughs> she has a TED Talk that is very oh. charming.
1: You like a lot of comedians who have TED Talks. Isn't I, that an interesting sort of trend?
0: <laughs> there's a very particular type of person that I like. And I think they're predisposed to doing kind of snarky TED Talks. Like I yeah. Th- I, I don't know. I kind of love – I you love talked
1: him. about 3 of them on this podcast. 3 Have
0: I talked about 3?
1: Yes. Well, you have maybe you uh, haven't talked specifically about No, you have. <laughs> you talked about Joe Firestone's of TED course. Talk. Of course. Yeah. And you talked about um, James Veech's TED Talk.
0: Right. And this is
1: number 3. Number
0: 3, Robbie Hoffman. I well, you know, I just love I love I think the thing I love about comedians doing TED Talks is that it's like it's kind of subversive. It's kind of like this is kind of stupid, but mm-hmm. we're, we're here and we're going to like we're going to take this thing and make it our own. Yeah. Um, and I love that.
1: I love it, too, because I, I I don't watch a lot of TED Talks, but I feel like if I reached a, that point in a career that I don't have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would be one of those comedians who, right. would, because I've done so much of that style of pres- academic presentation totally. in my past yeah. that I am predisposed to I, speaking that way yeah. to large groups of people. Oh, totally. And I love a good slide deck that is short on words, big on memes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I like spent several years of my life in academia doing those presentations and I graduated academia. I haven't said the word academia in a long time. <laughs> um, and then uh, graduated that... And um, then went into doing like professional professional development and t- mm. talking to like schools of kids about queer stuff, mm-hmm. and but always with slideshows and and it was it was more of intera- it was there was more going on, yeah. And so I love that format, yeah. Um, and so yeah, of course, I it's kind of this this weird thing where people that I like secretly have TED talks that I find, um. <laughs> But she has some like, really, really, really super funny stuff. She just taped a special, actually, um, at the Toronto, Toronto Comedy Fest, so I expect that'll come out soonish. So keep your eye-outs for that. Eye-outs for that. Eyes-out for that. And, uh, yeah, go check her out. I'd really recommend everything she's doing. It's well, very yeah. funny.
1: Mine is uh, a sort of, I would describe it as a more mainstream recommendation. Um It's fall TV time, so all the new shows are premiering. I guess not all of them, because now we live in this world where things premiere at just about any time of year, but it's mainstream TV premiere time. Um, And each fall, as a TV junkie, I... Is that an appropriate term to use anymore? Probably not. Aficionado. As a TV aficionado fan, (laughs) uh, obsessive, I like to dip into some of the new TV. There's too much new TV to try out everything these days, but this year I decided to check out some of the sitcoms um, because some people who I am a fan of have their own shows now or some of the shows I used to love are coming back, all that sort of stuff. Um, But one, they're not all good. This is the thing. This is what happens. And I also don't have uh, an eye or ear anymore for um, network sitcoms. They're, They're weird. And uh, just the style is not what I am used to anymore. So yeah. I find it kind of jarring now to be diving into these um, multi-cam, single-cam style shows. But I found what I think will be a good one. Just based on the pilot, I'm feeling okay. I laughed out loud numerous times. Very rare. Which doesn't always happen. No. So I think that's a good sign. It is a... Ooh, I don't even know what network it's on because I watched it on an app It's on City TV in Canada, I think. Um, I don't know where it's airing in the States. But it is a half-hour sitcom called Happy Together. It stars Damon Wayans Jr., um, son of Damon Wayans, the other actor. And another actor who I am not as familiar with, but she's very, very funny based on this one Uh, 22-minute episode of television I've seen. Her name is Amber Stevens West. They play a couple named Jake and Claire. And they're just a normal, everyday couple. He's an accountant. She is a restaurant designer. And he happens to be the accountant for a very famous musician, a young guy in his 20s. He's sort of a One Direction type, which uh, makes sense because Harry Styles is an executive producer on this television show. That's how mainstream this is. Uh, It almost (laughs) makes me... uh, ill to recommend something quite this mainstream, but it it was funny. Um, So they're, yeah, normal couple. He happens to be the accountant for this very high-profile famous uh, musician from Australia um, who is a Harry Styles type, (laughs) and he goes through this breakup and the paparazzi are after him and he shows up at their house because he was thinking of where can I go that's like hidden away and nobody will ever find me here because it's just so normal. Um, So he spends a couple of days uh, living with his accountant and his wife who are this adorably normal couple in their early 30s. And Stephanie Weir who used to be on Mad TV plays her mother. Mm. So there's an added bonus of comedy uh, there. Um, And they're just they are an adorable couple and their chemistry is really great. And even the young Australian guy is has a good dynamic with them. And he seems like uh, not an insufferable t- millennial um, <laughs> so far, at least in the show. Um, and the yeah. So the premise going forward is that uh, he's going to continue to live with them because he enjoyed his time with them and having this uh, being in touch with a normal sort of life that he hasn't had. Mm-hmm. Um but, I, yeah, I really think that the, the dynamic between the couple is really strong so far. Um, the comedic chemistry is really, really good. So I might actually stick with this one for a little while and see how it goes. Nice. Yeah. Mainstream sitcoms. All might not be lost.
0: You can listen to LOL You're Gay on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. If we're not in your favorite podcast app, please let us know and we'll try to make it happen.
1: You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter at lolyourgaypod, that's spelled L-O-L-U-R-G-A-Y-P-O-D, and on facebook.com slash lolyourgaypod. And if you would like to get in touch with us via email, you can do that at lolyourgaypod at gmail.com.
0: Thank you for listening. Now please enjoy This Week in Royalty Free Music.